Um, let's take a poll right now. I like doing this, right? If you've been here one Sunday, you know that I like to begin by having you guys raise your hand or shout something out or throw something at me. Uh, who likes eating? Who like 100%. If you're watching online, let us know um, if you like eating in the comments. Um, one thing that you can do right now, you guys can get your smartphones out. If you have a smartphone, go to Instagram. Okay. Go to Instagram, go to Madison Church's Instagram. If you're watching online, you can put this on YouTube or you can go to Instagram as well, but go to Madison Church's Instagram and let us know where your favorite place locally to eat is. Okay, locally. I'm not talking about McDonald's or Popeyes. Okay, that's not considered local. But go to Madison Church's Instagram page. You'll see the post and tag your favorite local restaurant or place to eat. Okay, I'll, we'll we'll come back to that a little bit later. Um, and while you're doing that, I'm going to kind of talk about some useless facts about eating. Okay, did you know that in the United States that there are actually competitions for eating? professional competitions. People are competitive eaters. And I'm not just talking about hot dogs. I know you guys have seen that on SportsCenter, these guys who can eat 30 hot dogs in a minute or whatever it is. But they also have professional eating contests for crawfish. Sounds like it would take a while. Onions. Fruitcake. That's polarizing, right? Beef tongue. I don't have a picture to show you of that. Wasn't going to look that up. And mayonnaise, professional eating of mayonnaise. You can get paid to eat just mayonnaise. As a matter of fact, I want you to know that this is real. The world record for the most mayonnaise consumed in a single sitting was four 32-ounce bowls eaten in eight minutes. That is uh, 32 ounces every two minutes, four times. Now, that's just not healthy, but eating with other people is actually great for your overall health. The Health Board of Canada recently shared a list of benefits that children and young adults experience when they eat regularly with their parents. And here are a few that stood out to me. They said that um, kids who and young adults who eat regularly with their parents, they have healthier eating habits as adults. They have a lower risk of disordered eating. They use less or less use of cigarettes, drugs, and alcohol. They had better self-esteem and less depression. They also got better grades and higher scores on achievement tests at school. So eating with other people has enormous benefits for kids and adults alike, according to the science, according to studies. Have you considered the opportunities you have eating with other people or perhaps in this moment considered the missed opportunities that you don't have because you're not eating with other people? Now, why are we talking about this in church at our gathering? I believe that um, eating is actually one of the best ways that you and I, one of the best and most practical ways that you and I can carry out Jesus's mission. When we think about Jesus, sure, you're going to think about the miracles and you're going to think about profound teachings and your favorite Jesus stories. A lot of these stories that we talk about throughout the year at Madison Church, but I want to point out to you that how many of those miracles and how many of those teachings occurred over a meal? Have you thought about that? And in the context of the things that Jesus is doing, he's walking and talking, how many of them occurred around meals? 
Well, the first miracle Jesus ever performed was at a wedding feast. Okay, so there's food there. He fed 5,000 people on a hill in the countryside right before he taught. So there's a miracle and a teaching around food. The night before his crucifixion, really big deal, right? He knows he's going to die the next day. And what's he do? He has dinner with his friends. And then after the resurrection, he comes back and he shares breakfast on the beach with his disciples. Jesus liked to eat just like you and I like to eat. But what's interesting is that who Jesus ate with was also a regular point of controversy that we read about in the entire New Testament. It's kind of funny if you think about it, that who he was eating with became a problem. If you want to follow along, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 9 for a story of one of these occasions. And I'm going to read from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, the message, and we're going to go to Verse 11. So Matthew 9, verse 11, I will also have it on the screen for you. And it reads, Later, when Jesus was eating supper at Matthew's house with his close followers, a lot of disreputable characters came and joined them. And when the Pharisees saw him keeping this kind of company, they had a fit and lit into Jesus' followers. What kind of example is this? from your teacher, acting cozy with crooks and misfits. Jesus, overhearing them, shot back, who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? Go figure out what this scripture means. I'm after mercy, not religion. I'm here to invite outsiders, not coddle insiders. And so again, that's the message paraphrase. I really like that um, kind of the, that translation because it really gets to the heart, the context of the story. Now, the story does seem pretty straightforward. There is Jesus. He's eating with people. And these people had really poor reputations. And the religious leaders thought that someone like Jesus shouldn't be hanging out with someone like them. Like, you got to kind of distinguish yourself here. Jesus, you're a religious leader. You can't be hanging out with them. It looks bad on you, but it really looks bad on then the rest of us. Now, Jesus responds to them, says, who needs the doctor, the healthy or the sick? Before you think that Jesus is perhaps paying the Pharisees a compliment by saying, you know, you're healthy and they're not, so I'm here for them. Um, He follows it up with an Old Testament passage. I'm after mercy, not religion. And this Old Testament passage um, cut toward the fact that the Pharisees were all stars in being religious. I mean, nobody was better at being religious than the Pharisees. They were so good at it. I mean, if there's a compliment in there, it's that they were really good at playing the game. But while they were busy keeping all of the rules, they were ignoring the poor. They were ignoring the vulnerable. They were ignoring the marginalized. And Jesus says that is the issue. Jesus was on a mission with his life and the Pharisees just did not understand that. They did not get that God had a mission. You see, the Pharisees' first priority was obedience to the rules and regulations that they read in the Old Testament. But for Jesus, his first priority was his mission on earth to the people. And Jesus knew and he knows that a healer sometimes has to get his hands dirty. People are messy. And the sinless son of God got messy for his love for people. 
And so then the tension between Jesus and Pharisees, this isn't just one scene it does. It occurs over and over again. And Jesus calls out their criticism at another point in Luke. He says, the son of man, on the other hand, referring to himself, this is Jesus speaking, feasts and drinks. And you, Pharisees, say he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. You see, Jesus wasn't a drunkard. He wasn't a glutton. But he so frequently ate with people who had that kind of reputation that he got accused a lot. And he was guilty by association. But when we look at Jesus's life and we look at the gospels and we read them, we see that eating and sharing meals with other people was integral to his mission of connecting people with God and each other. Jesus was intentional. Jesus was missional in the way that he ate and he blessed people by sharing meals with them. And you and I, as followers of Jesus, and I would never assume or presume that everybody watching or listening right now is a follower of Jesus. But those of us who are, we can also bless people by sharing a meal with them. We can live intentionally like Jesus. We can live missionally like Jesus through sharing meals. And so today is going to be a little bit different than what we usually do. Uh, We're in the middle of a series called How to Bless Your Neighbor, and it's all about our mission here at Madison Church to connect people with God and each other. Now, a lot of Christians will tell you they believe that sharing faith is probably something they should do, but is better left to the professionals, someone like me, professional clergy. But Jesus instructs all of us, regardless of what you do, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, or 5 p.m. at Sunday night, he instructs all of us to be bright lights, to be witnesses, and to be the salt of the earth for this mission. And so we want to teach you, we want to learn together practical ways that we can be good and effective missional agents here in Madison. So we talked about things like begin with prayer. Before we do anything, we want to begin by praying. That's how Jesus started. That's how we want to start. Last week, we talked about the importance of listening. And today we're talking about eating because that can be very missional. And so think back, if you've been with us throughout the series, you're watching, you're listening online, and you think about the people that we've been talking about in the series, because every week we've been challenging you. Think of a face, think of a name. Who is God putting on your heart in and around your life that he wants you to bless, to reach out to, to make the invitation, to meet the ask, to invest in them? Who is that person? Well, the challenge this week is to have a meal with them this week. So hopefully you've been putting into practice the things that we've been talking about. And so this person that's in your mind or the face that's in your heart, you've been praying for them already. Hopefully this last week, over the last seven days, you had an opportunity to listen to them, just talk, to ask a lot of questions, to understand. This week, we want you to have dinner or lunch or breakfast or brunch with that person. Now it would be too weird to talk about eating and not do it. And so we've ordered dinner tonight, catered. It'll be right outside um, here. But before we go out and before we practice what we've preached, I want to conclude my talk with a quote from Alan Hirsch and Lance Ford. They write, sharing meals together on a regular basis is one of the most sacred practices 
we can engage in as believers. Missional hospitality is a tremendous opportunity to extend the kingdom of God. We can literally eat our way into the kingdom of God. If every Christian household regularly invited a stranger or a poor person into their home for a meal once a week, we would literally change the world by eating. I'm not asking you to do something you didn't already plan on doing this week. I mean, my guess is you were going to eat this week, right? My guess is you're probably going to eat multiple times a day this week. All I'm asking is that you include someone with you for one of those meals this week. Well, right now, our in-person gathering here at Medicine Church is outside having dinner. And we realize that online, like that's just not an option for you right now, right? But I didn't want to leave you hanging. I would love for you to be part of our in-person community. Right now, a vast majority of our audience remains online, and we certainly understand that and the physical risk that um, come with meeting and, and spaces like this right now in a pandemic. But I want to assure you that we are taking every means of precaution and recommendation from the CDC and from local health guidelines. And so while you see that I'm not wearing a mask, I want to assure you that everyone behind the camera is wearing a mask. We have hand sanitizer are all over the building. And uh, we do take, again, a lot of precautions because your physical health, we do care about, but we also care about your emotional and spiritual health. And over the last year, if you've just been watching online or listening to the podcast, that's great for a season. But I imagine that while you're physically probably doing okay, that emotionally and spiritually, you're hurting. Now, perhaps you're not ready to jump into in person full time. Well, maybe you could come out one time. Maybe sometime this month, you'll come out for once or twice, and you'll start to split into a hybrid of in-person and online, perhaps every other week, for example. Our mission at Madison Church is to connect people with God and each other, and that includes you, our online audience. You are as much a community member as the people who meet in person, but we would like to strengthen that connection. And so I want to invite you to come out and join us sometime in person at 1103 Jennifer Street at 5 p.m. on Sundays. You can get that information on our website or basically anywhere you're watching or getting this content from. We have it all posted. And so it's a no pressure ask, but we would love to get to know you and get to spend some time with you in the near future. And so I hope you have a great week. Hope you stay healthy and well, and we'll see you soon, we hope.